Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I think it's Monday. Welcome to the show. It is. <laughs> Got that right. Happy it's Monday. Be all downhill from here. Paul and Jordana yeah, and DJ and you, thank you for joining us. Boy, it feels great out there. Mid sixties, um, amazing. Very nice taste of late April. Amazing. Did you, did you have a good weekend, Jor? You know what, Paul? I got out quite a bit this weekend because it was nice, and you know that I uh, like to get out while I can. The cold seems to go right through me, so I was thrilled. But um, on my husband and I's first walk around the lake together this season, um, we were pure, the dog, who is white by nature, she has white fluff, um, was black, was completely covered in dirt. (laughs) There was no chance. I mean, she's tiny, you know, it's only a few inches off the ground, but there was no chance she was recognizable at this point uh, coming back from the walk. And our, our shoes, our sneaks were covered Oh, you call them tennis shoes here. I forgot about that. Sorry. Our sneakers were covered in mud because if we weren't by the the water, you know, that with the melting snow, everything was muddy around the lake. And as much as I love walking around the lake, it was enjoyable. It was a workout because you had to watch every step and hop and and mud and and it was, um, but that's not really a complaint. I was glad to be outside. These are good problems to have, but good. I absolutely mm-hmm. it's it's second string sneaker time, uh, tennis shoe time, whatever right. you prefer That's to right. call it. But uh, and right. and I I worry more about tracking poop back in the house than I do about mud, and and it's do you find that people don't clean up after their dogs in the winter? Like oh, there's yeah. poop all over the place. Well, it's yeah. disgusting. I think there's the like oh the wind chill is sub zero, so I, I get a pass today what's wrong with these people no it doesn't freeze it thaws and then we're all in trouble so i was so we had to almost disrobe before we got into the house you know the sneakers came off the dog was not allowed in the house we put on gloves picked her up brought her right to the bath the whole shebang but you saw an interesting study over the weekend that's why we're talking about this yeah and and this may be one of many reasons why my wife is pleading with me to take my shoes off I, I have hmm. outdoor shoes, and then I've got like slippers, indoor shoes that I that I wear, and I couldn't really care less. But Laurie is afraid I'm going to track stuff into the house, especially dog poop. Forget the mud; mm-hmm. it's more the dog poop because he's everywhere. But two chemists, one from the EPA, another from Indiana University, have spent a decade examining the indoor environment and contaminants that people are exposed to in their homes. And they found, Jor, wearing your shoes inside may disrupt the air quality in your home. 
So we all know, you know, there's a buildup of dust and dirt from people and pets shedding hair, shedding skin. But about a third of these additional pollutants come in from outside your home, either blown in or tramped in on the bottoms of your shoes. And according to their research, some of the microorganisms present on shoes and floors are drug-resistant pathogens that are difficult to treat. Also, when you wear your shoes inside, you could be tracking cancer-causing toxins from asphalt road residue and lawn chemicals into your home. They recommend to, to leave your outdoor shoes outside. The shoes you wear out and about, the office, the store, leave them outside and then, you know, change into some indoor shoes when you come in the home. But that's it's really hard to enforce, especially when friends, family come to visit. Do you ask them to take their shoes off before they come in the house? It's kind of weird. You know, it's interesting. Well, um, generally, no. Like if somebody's just It depends. Like if I'm having a dinner party or if it's Shabbat and people are dressed up, no, we don't make them leave their shoes at the door. But like when my kids, when my kids have friends come over, they come in through the garage. We we built a mudroom just exactly for this. That's why I bought this house because there was a space for a mudroom and I'm like, it sold me. Um, So we built a big mudroom for all their crap. So we, um, I, when it comes to kids and and us personally, every time we walk in and out of the house, excuse me, sorry about that. uh, We do take our shoes off but when i have like guests and certainly if it's for like an event that i'm inviting people over i do not make them take their shoes off you don't make them wear little blue booties you know pray to homes i always like that when you go around and they make you put on these little blue booties (laughs) which look kind of ridiculous but i know i struggle with it dj um do you guys have a rule at home oh dj's dj's on the phone right now I think, he's I think somebody's calling in because they want to have a whole conversation about this. Well, and that's the question we're asking today. Yeah. Do you, um, I'm going to open up the text line, which I don't always love, but I'm doing it. You can call us and text us. Uh, do you make people take off the shoes when they come in the house? Do you do this as a practice? Do you do, you do it for yourself? Uh, what's, what's the story on that? And then do you believe this? You know, can it bring in, is it really just about the neat freaks, the moms and dads that are vacuuming? Or could it be a little more sinister? I mean, Paul, you had a study there that was kind of sinister yeah it is and and again i'm i'm not i I don't want to be alarmist but i do understand that you could be tracking a lot of weird stuff uh from the streets into your home and and i think especially if people are immunocompromised if they have a Mm -hmm. weak immune system Mm -hmm. to begin with maybe they have asthma some sort of respiratory problem then maybe I'd, I'd be more sensitive to what I'm tracking in the house and and be a little more militant about keeping my outdoor shoes outdoors. DJ, are we making too big a deal out of this? Do you yeah, have an opinion? Yeah, yeah definitely. Way yeah. too big a deal out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I don't know. I, we don't really have a rule per se in my house, but I don't know. If our shoes are dirty, we take them off. If they're not, or if it's just for a minute, we leave them on. But... I don't know. There's a thousand things I could do today to make my family 0.00001% healthier. And I just can't do all a thousand. So this one, I'm not worrying about. You know, there's probably glue in my countertop that's scraping off a little bit that's going to give me cancer. But if I tried to chase down every little thing like that, I'd go crazy. That would be a challenge. You can't Life. do it. You can't okay. do it. Just move on. You if you, if you want to wear shoes, do. If you don't, don't worry about it. Okay. So. Now the texters are are, are are texting already. They say yes. Everyone takes shoes off. My place, my rules. 
I, I get you. I get you. They, another one, yes, shoes off. This one goes, everyone needs a shower, followed by a hazmat suit before they get in my house. <laughs> LOL. Uh. <laughs> I know. We don't want to be crazy. But but uh, yesterday on the walk, I was like, oh, my gosh, we're pure filth. You know, because on a day like yesterday, like I said, we kind of stripped down in the garage because it was brutal. And the dog was definitely not allowed to step foot in the house until she had a full-on bath. So it is the season for thinking about something like that, but um, made us curious. So our text line and call in is 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. What's the shoe rule in your house? When we get back, Katanji Brown-Jackson, confirmation hearings are happening. Let's talk to Professor David Schultz about what some of her past decisions mean for how she will rule if she does get confirmed as a Supreme Court justice. Next. Katanji Brown-Jackson, Supreme Court confirmation hearings began today in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, she is the first black woman to be nominated to the high court. She has a legendary and story background. You guys have been hearing it, you know, Harvard Law, Harvard undergrad. She was, you know, the editor of the Law Review at Harvard. I mean, she's stellar, stellar qualifications. But how would she rule if she were confirmed? Joining us now is David Schultz, Professor David Schultz, Hamlin Professor of Political Science and a constitutional um, expert. Uh, he often shakes out challenging information like this for us. So, uh, Professor Schultz, we're so happy to have you back on the show. My pleasure, Jordana. So, what do we know about her in past rulings? I was reading a little bit. Um, she most recently ruled against uh, President Trump when he wanted to uh, create immunity or create some some kind of uh, barrier between if his staff members will have to, uh, what's the word? I'm sorry, my chemo brain is getting in the way here. We'll have to testify uh, against him. And she said, you know, that there is no immunity for people like a chief of staff or something like that. Nobody is above the law. So something she ruled against uh, longstanding, uh, I guess they were never really presidential powers. She said that that would be unconstitutional if they got immunity. Uh, what other landmark cases can you share with us or in interesting things about her rulings? Well, in, well, in general, I mean, she's, you know, she's been on the bench both as a district court judge and then as a court of appeals judge. The Court of Appeals for Washington, D.C., some people say, is what the second most powerful court in the United States. And what we've really seen, you know, since the, um, you know, since Biden has become president, um, you know, and, she, and he elevated her to that court, is a lot of stuff that's come up, you know, again, involving you know, you know, the former president, Donald Trump, in, in terms of questions about, let's say, executive privilege, as you pointed out here, whether or not he has to um, um, he can withhold certain information from Congress, whether he can pre prevent um, President Biden from releasing information when Donald Trump was president. So she's been involved in those cases and been involved in basically ruling against um, against Donald Trump. But then again, I mean, we're looking at the rest of the court, her being in the majority um, being with them. And so. At this point, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say there's anything from her Court of Appeals background that, that puts her out of the mainstream or puts her in a position that, that I would say, uh, I'll say that would mainstream, that puts her out of the mainstream in terms of other judges. When it comes to the district court of opinion, you know, as a district court judge, you know, judges are, are trial judges. You know, they're doing a lot of the routine stuff in terms of criminal trials and civil trials. And again, really not much there. So it would only be in this last year that you could look at something in terms of some of her opinions. And she's well within the mainstream 
of both where Democrats and Republicans have been for the last year on that court. Professor Schultz, uh, this is Paul. I couldn't help but notice uh, Senator Durbin said you're a living witness to the fact that in America all is possible. Not a single justice has been a black woman. You can be the first. He went on to say it's not easy being the first. In some ways you have to be the best. In some ways the bravest. My understanding, this is the fourth confirmation hearing overall. I, I realize this is the most important, but there have been other confirmation hearings. And analysts say that Republicans may try to portray Jackson as soft on crime. She worked as a public defender. Is there anything in her record that would prevent her from being confirmed? I don't think so at this point. If you look on strictly merits, as Jordana introduced you, you know, her credentials are absolutely impeccable in terms of um, the schools that she went to, editor of Law Review. I mean, all these, by the standards of the legal profession, um, by the American Bar Association, you know, put her as highly qualified, which is how the ABA is rating her also. Um, and so on that score, no, the fact that she's been through several previous confirmation hearings and they haven't found any skeletons in the closet leads me to suspect we're not going to find it here. And then in terms of this issue about being a public defender, you know, I, I talk about this with my students all the time, is that remember in the United States, there's a presumption of, of, of innocence until proven guilty, and the government bears the burden to prove um, guilt. That's, that's the essence of a free society, that the government has to prove guilt, and, and everybody is entitled to an attorney. And her job as a defense attorney is to do what? Is to force the government to carry its burden of proof. And, and so, in theory, that shouldn't disqualify her. I mean, at the end of the day, for anybody out there, um, I think they would want to say that what? Government doesn't get a free pass with people um, in terms of putting them on trial. It's got to prove its case. So, so she's, she was a, a good public defender and has done her job in that area, too. So, so that should not be a mark against her. Okay. Uh, what, are, what is the people who are opposing her confirmation saying? I was watching Tucker Carlson. Don't judge me for watching Tucker Carlson. You always have to see what the crazy is saying, so you have to consume that, too. So I was watching Tucker Carlson, and he was um, he couldn't find anything and was attacking her on her LSAT scores. That's what I saw. So um, <laughs> what? What? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not what? kidding. Like, was like, let's look at her LSAT scores. You know, he does that with the crazy voice and the crazy face. Um, so what are some of her critics saying that we should, I mean, that's legitimate, that we should be aware of? Okay. I, well, I think what her critics are mostly keying in on is this argument of saying that, uh, or trying to make an argument saying that she's only gotten where she is and she's only getting on the Supreme Court because she's, what, female and black. And I think they're sort of throwing out the argument of, what, tokenism. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, and then also trying to make an argument out there of saying that, listen, there is no... Um, um, black or female perspective on the law. There's only one right answer. And so, so I think they're, they're, they're really, I think, in my opinion, trying to use her race against her um, and say that, 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 that putting somebody on the court because of that um, um, is wrong. Well, she's not being put on the court solely because of that. I mean, she's going on the court because what? Her credentials are impre- um, impeccable um, and in the process um, she happens to be um, female um, um, and, and black, and we've never had um, somebody with those before. And, and, and shouldn't everybody have an opportunity? I mean, you could you could literally say, if you right now, giving her credentials, you could argue argue and say, then what? Of all the people in the country, she's got to be one of the handful um, of most qualified people in the country to be on the court. Again, her credentials, law review, um, district court, court of appeals, public defender. Uh, uh, those are all impeccable. I mean, it's, it's hard to really find anything against her in terms of, of why she um, is not qualified to be on the bench. Okay. Well, a lot to unpack there, and uh, we sure appreciate your time, uh, <laughs> Professor Schultz, as always. Mm-hmm. John Schuster, Caldwell Banker Hotline, uh, sponsoring today's appearance with Hamlin Professor Dave Schultz. Until another time, I'm sure we'll have you back soon, Dave. Thank you. My, my pleasure, Thanks, Paul. Join in. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. You got it. And, George, yeah, I, I, some people I str- are just great candidates and they're qualified and they should be confirmed. So we don't always have to be oppositional. Well, should our elected officials and even our appointed officials reflect the demographics of the nation? Right. Or, I mean, is it just it's not sometimes it's about having a different worldview. That's what makes you more qualified than someone else, because you have different life experience and you can speak for a different part of the population. So all things being equal, all the Harvards and the LSATs and all the good super smart part is is taken care of. When you do have a different worldview, that makes you even more qualified. Yeah. Okay. well said. I wonder if she takes her shoes off before going inside. Can we get her on the DJ? Can you can you get uh, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson on the line? She may still be testifying, but we're getting some reaction on the text line, huh? And I know that that Judge Brown listens to the the, the show well, every day. I mean, she'll probably she, listen to the podcast, so she'll call in later. Right, no doubt. She, she does. The uh, let's take a yeah. Let's take a break and find out what you are saying about the shoes on or off. Next, the question is. Do you take off your shoes or do you make everybody take off their shoes 
when they come into your house. Paul, what was the study that? Uh, yes. That what they bring it brings in all sorts of pathogens and stuff. Yeah, it brings in. It was uh, one guy from the EPA, another scientist from Indiana University. They spent ten years examining indoor air pollution and the contaminants that people accidentally bring into their homes on their shoes. And they said microorganisms present on your shoes and floors can be drug-resistant pathogens that are difficult to treat, and you can be bringing in toxins from asphalt road residue, uh, lawn chemicals, you know, from your lawn. I mean, who knows what's in that stuff? But even just on the streets, right after the rain, you get all the oil. And then, you you, you know, if you tromp that stuff in, into the family room and you have a newborn baby or grandchild who's crawling around on the floor, it's I mean, you could see where it, it could be sure. a problem, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So the question is the fun part of that. You're making everybody take your shoes off or not. Uh, the text line is six five one four six one nine two two six six five one four six one WCCL. Oh my goodness, lots of texts here. So thank you for sharing and feel free to call in. David will answer the phone. Um, why don't we just lick the shoes and everyone is fine? <laughs> there is something okay. to be said for acquiring germs. That's why we send our kids to a daycare, right? It's like a petri dish, or or you know, get them get them sick, get all the cold germs yeah, but- and everything out of them. Germs are one thing, and I get that. And yes, I absolutely. Why are the Amish? The Amish generally don't have allergies. Well, and that the we the- know of. The theory right? is that the kids are outside; they're in the dirt all the time. They build up their natural immunity, and for whatever reason, they tend not to have allergies to the stuff that most of us have allergies to. Hmm. But I think there's a difference between germs and bringing bugs and colds home. Uh, from daycare and chemicals, man-made chemicals. I think that's a totally different situation. You bring harmful chemicals on the bottom of your shoes into the house. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. So let's see. After we lick the shoes and everyone is fine, um, let's see. I don't ask guests to remove their shoes upon entering. Uh, next texter, leave a pair of shoes on a mat at the door. People always take the hint. Huh. Oh, there you yeah. go. Then you don't even have to ask them. That's then, smart. Okay. You, you know, usually yeah. I find that when people come into the house, they ask. They say, do you want right. me to take my shoes off? You know, if they come in through the front door, if they come in through the mudroom, that's a little more cash and those are more of the kids. So they usually do it anyway. But if they come in the front door, they'll say, do you want me to take my shoes off? And I have a small house. You come in the front door, you're sort of like in the whole house. So like I said, if it's Shabbat dinner, or if it's like a one-time thing, we don't. But... You know, if they're going to hang out or get their feet on the couch or something, different story. Uh, so let's see. Some more of your texts here. My guests are more important than my floors. It's their choice. I do have indoor shoes that I wear. Interesting. Uh, hey, guys. Cultural Vietnamese household shoes off. I, I think it's not just the Vietnamese. and In many hmm. Asian cultures, I think there are the shoes off. We see the Japanese. Oh, David's nodding yes because David is well-traveled and he knows. So so what do, what do you know about this, David? Well, my uh, my sister is, lives in China, and mm-hmm. it, it's yeah everywhere. You would never think of wearing your outside shoes to the point where most houses have a stock of indoor shoes waiting for you at the door. So, like, if you visit somebody, there would be shoes there for you. But most mm. people wouldn't even use those. They would travel. Even just visiting a friend, you would, in your backpack, you would bring with you some house shoes to change into. 
house so you, shoes. So you're, yeah, and you're not barefoot inside the house. That's a very nope. it's, a, right. it's a distinction. You're changing shoes into different shoes that you will wear inside. And yeah, because we don't want your bare feet all no, over the no. house. That's gross. And, and yeah. why, do you know why they do that? Is it for this concern about tracking in chemicals? Or is it more cleanliness? Uh, or is it just a sign of being polite? Well, I think it's certainly cultural. But I think the base of it goes to the point that, you know, there's most people are living in really big cities with lots of foot traffic everywhere. And the idea is like your feet are dirty. They're outside. They're getting all those things on them. Yeah, they you know, are. Leave that at the door, which is, you know, is true for us, too. So I think correct me if I'm wrong in the Arab culture, like one of the worst things you can do is throw a shoe at somebody. Because shoes are filthy, right? Mm-hmm. And it, 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 yeah. I also so. believe in most places in the Middle East, it's very rude to show the bottoms of your feet. So you would never, like, you'd never kick your foot up on something and like show, put your feet on your desk. Yes, or, you'd never like show someone the bottom of your feet. That would be really? a sign of disrespect. Yeah. Huh. Isn't Boy. that interesting? It is. You're so. learning a lot today, sir. Well. Okay, uh, back to a couple of these texts, and we'll, we'll keep taking them throughout the show. Let's see. Uh, geez, in our house, we have to keep our shoes off, this texter writes. If we didn't, we'd get our feet full of... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Have to keep our shoes on. Because if we didn't, we'd get our feet full of dog hair and the dirt that the dogs always drag in. I'd probably right. go through two or three pair of socks a day. <laughs> That's... Ouch. Okay, so more dog hair than dirt there. Okay, I get it. Yep. Uh, hey, guys, we leave our shoes on a tray inside the front door. I've heard people say that that um, I've heard people say that the only time you take your shoes off in the house is when you shower. Oh, really? OK. Huh. Yes. Uh, let's see. Our friends are all aging and walking with shoes is more difficult. Walking without shoes is more difficult. I get that. I totally get that. Yeah, hmm. I get it. Uh, let's see. Um Smithsonian Magazine, this texter writes, had an article 10 years ago, study on kids on the Finland-Russian border. Russian kids played outside in the fields and dirt got dirty um, daily. Finnish moms kept their children inside and cleaner. I recall hand sanitizer being mentioned. Guess who had a stronger immune system? You can't live in a bubble. Yeah, yeah, obviously, when you go outside and you play outside, you do have a stronger immune system. You know, even kids who go to daycare, you know, early childhood education, they're with other kids. Uh, They definitely get more germs and they become more immune to them. Yeah, it's just it's stuff like benzene and and some of these, you know, potential carcinogens that that are out there. And again, I, I don't lay awake at night worrying about this, but. I want to do the right thing. And, I mean, for us here, it's more a, a function of cleanliness and not tracking stuff in, you know, yeah. chunks of mud or poop or yeah. whatever. You don't want, you know, you don't want to make a mess. But for many people, it goes beyond that. And now there, there is a, a fair amount of evidence that what you track in may be more harmful than just mud and poop, which is more of a nuisance. Uh, it's the chemicals. I'll leave you with this text and okay. before we hit the break. Uh, my niece has a sign on her front door that says, unless you are Jesus or George Strait, take off your shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And odds That's are awesome. they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jesus can wear his shoes in my house too. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Yes. Anybody else? Nope. 
That's great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, let's take that. a quick break. Uh, Paul has a, a, a an interesting story about ants. Ants. That's next on CCO. Paul and Jor and DJ. Animals can do amazing things. We love our dogs. And dogs, as you well know, have an amazing sense of smell. And that point is reinforced every time I go through TSA and <laughs> and I see a, a dog sniffing me for some illegal contraband. I haven't found anything yet. So I'm Good. pretty happy about Keep that. Keep it that way. I'm trying Keep it to. That way. Trying to. Listen to this. Apparently ants also have a great sense of smell. Hmm. Harder to domesticate. I tried to have ants as pets, and uh, that yeah. just did not work no, out. didn't go well. Dogs are more loyal and uh, accepting, but uh, ants apparently can sniff out cancer. Uh, re- researchers based at the Sorbonne University in Paris have trained ants to recognize the subtle scent of cancer cells, uh, hinting at their tantalizing potential to detect cancers in human beings. Wow. Ants use, and and yeah, this obviously with what you're going through, Jura, I saw this, I thought, well, I mean, I had no idea that ants Amazing. had a great sense of smell. But they apparently. And, and how do we know that? Like, again, I've always wondered what these tests look like. Do they pour a bunch of ants over somebody's body and then they go to a part of the body where there's a tumor or like, how do you test something like this? I, I wish I had a great answer. I'm it's <laughs> all I can say is it's science. And uh, okay. I, I, I guess they, they take, you know, malignant samples and I, I, I'm assuming they don't pour ants over a living human <laughs> being. That would be really weird. <laughs> But uh, this is all done in a Petri dish, but I think. This was in the journal iScience. Then, I'm, I'm then gonna... how is it applicable in humans? Then how, you know what I mean? Like how eventually are you going to use this technology they're, to they're trying, sniff out? I'm curious. They're, they're trying to figure that out they're, yeah, right now. And, and again, dogs, uh, the most widely used studied animals for scent detection. And apparently ants are equivalent to dogs in terms of their ability to detect very mm. faint smells. I didn't even know that cancer gave off a smell. Apparently it does. And here's the thing. It only takes 30 minutes to train the ants to be able to sniff out cancer compared to 6 to 12 months for dogs. Um, dogs have been trained to detect signs of cancer in breath, plasma, urine, and saliva. It remains to be seen whether ants can reach that level of resolution, Jor, but this team at the Sorbonne in Paris is determined to find out if they can. So, yeah, I I don't think they would actually pour ants on you. I think that would... Well, I'm all for cancer research, but again, wondering... I get they train them in a Petri dish, but wondering how that applies to real life in, you know... Uh, I mean, do, maybe if, God forbid, somebody was sick, then there's a trail of ants. I can't imagine that that's really going to happen after them. The dogs, I get. The ants are a, a little more challenging. But I'm all for cancer research, so I definitely think if they think that this is going to be useful in humankind someday, then that, go for it. Go for it. Find all the cancer 
research you can get and uh, let's let's get rid of it for sure. So uh, when we get go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I'm trying to avoid ants now after reading that yeah. story. Sometimes I step on them indiscriminately, but they're living hu- beings. And so now I'm trying to avoid cancer them. detectors. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. right. That's right. The news is next on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.